Coach Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number six, recorded here on my front porch. Uh, I hope you're having a fantastic day or night or afternoon or wherever you are. Um, Hey, listen, I wanted to apologize a little bit. It's been a little inconsistent this week of when I've been posting these. Uh, A part of it is is I I wasn't able to kind of get in my routine uh, to post these when I normally do, which usually they kind of get let go somewhere around 5 a.m. So for those of you who are consistent listeners, I just want to say thanks for hanging in this week. The goal is to get back into that rhythm next week. So they'll be posting at 5 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, next week. And we'll go through a whole another batch of podcasts. So you are hearing this one fresh and live today here on my front porch. It is, let's see, 9.35. So (laughs) normally I I post them and then they release earlier. But anyway, hope you're doing awesome. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you woke up this morning feeling like, man, I am so lucky to be alive. It is an awesome, awesome day uh, to be alive. When I was a kid, um, when I was a kid, uh, we didn't have a lot of money, raised uh, fairly poor. Uh, I have pretty vivid memories of people showing up to our, our, our front porch and um, dropping off groceries. And, I, you know, I remember not feeling super weird about that because the, the way our kind of our church, the community we lived in, they just everyone really kind of took care of each other. You know, we were babysit by a bunch of the people in that community, and it wasn't like a weird thing. Like, the, everyone kind of took care of each other. But I guess I didn't realize how, um, how I wouldn't say poor, because we had a house, we had a car, I had beds, you know, we had food, you know. But in, in comparison to the most of the, maybe the surrounding area, how, how much we la- actually lacked in the income area. Um, but... Uh, I, I remember that my mom was always pretty crafty. And if I, I've gone back in the past and asked her, like, how did you do that? And she, I think she said something like she used to feed our family of five on a budget of about $25 a week, which that is insane, insane. I don't know how you did it, but I mean, she made her own bread and she did that kind of stuff. But uh, one of the things that she was always trying to get us to eat was liver. And, and a part of the reason why uh, she was trying to get us to eat liver is because it was cheap. But if you're like any normal person, uh, liver's awful. Some of you are like, whoa, bro, uh, I love liver. And, and that's great for you. Uh, liver is a nasty, nasty, nasty thing. And uh, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't. Most restaurants, unless they're 100 years old, don't even offer liver as an option because it's disgusting. Um, but anyway, if you love ir- liver, God bless you. So glad you love it. I despise it. I hate it. And I've hated it ever since I was a kid. Um, but my grandparents on the other end think it's the most delicious thing they've ever eaten. Anyway. So, uh, my mom was always trying to figure out ways to get us kids to love liver because it was cheap and it fit in her budget. And so I, uh, she had told me, uh, that she got this book 
called 101 Ways to Make Your Kids Love Liver. I have no idea who wrote this book, uh, but apparently some other people were trying to figure out how to get their kids to eat liver and uh, decided to to publish a book on it. And some publisher went, yep, this is going to be worth it. This is going to be totally worth it. We're going to sell so many copies of this. Don't understand that business model, but that's okay. So so, uh, my mom finds out that uh, there are certain crafty ways that you can get your kids to eat liver. And so one day we're at dinner. I remember this vividly. Uh, We're at the dinner table and my mom puts like this big like plate in the middle of the table and she said hey we're having french fries today and so i was like we're having french fries for dinner she's like yeah french fries for dinner and i'm like awesome because i love french fries who doesn't and so uh eating french and i start digging into these french fries and i'm like mom i don't think these are french fries and again i don't know how old i am maybe five or six Mom, these aren't French fries. This tastes like liver. She's like, no, it's it, they're they're French fries. Like, they're French. My mom lied to me. Like, she legit lied to me. Um, and she's like, just eat them. They're good for you. Just eat. And you know, eventually, I kind of said, Mom, this is liver. I know this is liver. Stop, like, uh, stop. You know, lying to me. Tell me the truth. And she's like, listen, it is liver, but doesn't it look like a French fry? It tastes like a French fry. And I'm like, it does not taste like a French fry, but it does look like a French fry. But she's like, it's so good for you it's high in iron it's cheap it's you know it's it's really good for you You should eat it and i'm like mom i do not want to eat this i do not want to consume this it doesn't taste good so it's interesting as i was coming to this passage one that memory popping up in my head was really funny for me um i actually think at some point she was like no you're going to eat it and i was like i don't want to eat it and she's like you're going to eat what's put in front of you that's how we were raised i remember as a kid like we had this whole mantra it was called the clean plate club like who's in the clean plate club which was like every night for us because you know my parents were like listen there's people around the world that don't have food we do so you eat it so i think i remember eating this liver and i think i I uh, remember also throwing it up. And so my mom has a mess as a result of trying to get me to consume this thing that is, yes, cheap. But I think for her and the other thing was like, no, it was supposed to be good for me and we could eat that and it would be good for me. But anyway, started thinking about that uh, as I was reading this passage and thinking through this passage, I was thinking about that story. And the passage is this, uh, Revelation 10, verse 19. I went to the angel and asked him to give me, uh, to give me the small scroll. He said to me, take it and eat it and it will be bitter in your stomach, but it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. Uh, Most of Revelation is this beautiful kind of uh, figurative. It's just kind of painting these, uh, all these analogies and, and, and it's giving you all these pictures of things uh, to come. It's, it's talking about bowls and all all these crazy imagery uh, that the book of Revelation is filled with. And it's John is on the island of Patmos and he's the last witness. He's the kind of the last disciple. And he, uh, the angel is coming to him and he's giving him this vision, this word on so many different things. Uh, the, uh, 
the 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 theological term was that there there's an eschatology there's an end times kind of reality to you know where we've been where we currently are and what's going to happen next and and at this point in, in chapter 10 um, this these scrolls are being rolled out and the angel says to him take it and eat it and it will be bitter in your stomach but it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. And I think as I think about the scroll, as I think about the words of the Lord, I think about scripture. I think about the power of scripture. And, and I, I think in, in this, uh, this scenario, what is so beautiful about it is that it's not just talking about this moment. I, I think in many ways, it's talking about the whole of scripture. And I think um, as I was reflecting on this passage and thinking about scripture, I think for maybe most of my life, <clears throat> um, we, we take the power of scripture. I've taken the power of scripture and I've kind of watered it down, you know, and, and I, I, I've read the Bible my whole life. Maybe some of you have, uh, but I think for, for a good portion of my life, it's just, it's been about these little inspirational lines in this book, right? It's been about these verses uh, in, in, in the context of a book, and then I grab them out, and, and, and I go, I, I kind of reject uh, all a, a good portion of it. Not that I would ever say I reject it, but just like uh, that stuff's kind of crazy, like Levitical law. Like, I don't know if I'm going to read that too much, but boy, oh boy, when I'm weak, he is strong, right? We've gone through that one. And all some of these verses that we go through, if we're not careful, and this is one of the things I'm really trying to encourage you, those of you who are listening, if we're not careful, we just pull them out of the context of what is being said instead of really, and just think of them as these little inspirational lines in a book that, wow, that's really encouraging for me. And so one of the hopes of this podcast is that you're actually going in and you're not just listening to these verses, you're going in and reading them in the context. This is just a little primer. This podcast is just a primer to get us thinking, uh, helping us to read the greater context of what the whole canon of scripture is trying to help us understand. Stand in the Bible, we have lost the power of Scripture because we've turned it into these little inspirational nuggets that we love to put on coffee mugs and put on picture frames and to put on stickers on uh, on the back of our cars and we've dulled it down and and so what the the angel is trying to say uh, to John is going no 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 there's a whole other reality what's going on here. And what I what I've learned about myself and what I've learned I think about so many people is that they love quotes. Like they love quotes. That's why these little nuggets of what they call in scripture and sometimes you'll maybe you'll take one of these passages that we go through and you go like that one's for me, right? Ecclesiastes 7:13. Like that's, you know, that was episode number what 2. And that's one of my favorite verses. But if I'm not careful, I pull it out of the context of Ecclesiastes or the whole Bible for that matter. Instead, what Ecclesiastes 7.13 is, it's confirming the whole of Scripture and all of, in many ways, all of what Ecclesiastes is trying to go after. And that's why I love that. But if we're not careful, we just turn it into another quote. You see, in the Bible is so much more than that. It's trying to go, no, no, no. We, I want you to consume all of it. 
I want you to consume all of it. That's what the angel is trying to tell John. The angel's trying to tell John, I want you to eat this thing. Right. I want you to consume all of it. That's what that's what uh, kind of the the idea behind this passage is. I want you to not just, you know, rip off a little corner here and there. I want you to consume it, that figurative language. I want you to consume this scroll. I want you to eat it all, to consume it all. You see, when you eat something, it doesn't just go into your stomach. Like when you eat a cheeseburger, it goes in your mouth, down your throat, into your stomach. And then what happens is your body starts breaking it down and it affects your whole body. It starts to affect all the different parts of your body. And it's kind of like, uh, this is what the angel's trying to say to him. I, I don't want you to just rip off little parts, take a little nugget, right? This isn't a snack. This is a meal. And I want you to take all of scripture and I want you to consume it and let it affect your whole life in the same way that eating bad affects your whole life, your whole body, your blood work, the way your mind works, the way it all comes to be, it affects it all. And he's like, no, listen, I want you to consume it all. But, you know, it's kind of the same way as like, this is what it means to actually eat good food. Like you should eat really good food because it's good for your body. It's good for all the parts and consume it all. But if we're honest, and I'll be honest, I hate eating good. Like I hate it. Like I would rather take a dirty burrito and consume that every single day over vegetables you know, like I hate the taste of water. I don't know about you. I keep telling people like I get, I drink a lot of water. I just get it through coffee. Maybe some of you are like me. You're like, I drink a lot of water. It just happens to be in the context of coffee, right? I don't like drinking water. I don't like the taste. I, I don't ever feel like, man, I'm so glad I drank that cup of water, uh, but I know it's good for me. Like, I, I don't really enjoy eating great food, but I know it's good for me. And this is what the angel is trying to say to John is this, listen, I need you to eat the scroll, consume it all. And I need it to affect all of you. As you consume it, it'll affect all of you. But here he says something really, really awesome. He says, listen, it's going to be there. It's going to be bitter. There are parts of the Bible. Listen to this, that are going to be hard to take. They're going to be hard to understand. Right. Like in episodes five, we we talked about following Jesus and what following Jesus really means. Like it's not easy. It, it's hard. There's parts of the Bible that are going to be bitter. It's going to feel bitter to us. It's going to be hard to accept. And he's like, no, 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 you need to eat it all. And there are parts of it that are going to be really hard for you to take. Let me help us understand this. The Bible is full of scriptures that are going to be really hard for us. Do not neglect them. It talks about the Bible being like a two-sided uh, sword. It's sharp. It's cutting through every part of us, right? He's like in, like in episode five, he's talking about losing your life, right? But, but we don't like that passage a lot of times because we're like, yeah, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and both are true. Both are true. 
But in the context of that passage, it's like, no, when you lose your life, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But we have to under, we have to take those bitter parts of scripture. He's saying, consume it all, even the bitter parts. And he says, but as you start consuming that, what you'll understand, it's, a, it's like honey. It's like honey. And when you, when we eat and we live in all of scripture, the whole narrative, the whole canon, you will find peace and you will find joy. We will find the things that we're really looking for, right? Because it's bitter and it's honey and it's all working together as we consume it. He's like, stop ripping off little parts of the whole thing. Consume all the scripture. So here's my encouragement to you. Please don't just listen to this podcast and get little nuggets of truth. Dig deeper. Don't trust me. Go dig deeper for yourself. Understand what the Bible is really telling us. Consume it all. Uh, Eugene Peterson has a, a book called Eat This Book. And it's all about this. It's all about reading your Bible, studying your Bible, growing in the understanding of scripture, the bitter parts, the honey parts, all of it. And it will feed and bring us nutrition. So if you and I view the Bible as just another text to make your life better, we will never experience the spiritual health that it is promising you and I. So, how do you view the scripture and how has it impacted your life? This is a, a really important question. How do you view scripture? Is it just a bunch of little beautiful quotes, little bit of nuggets of wisdom? Or is it something that as you consume it, the bitter parts and the, and the parts that are sweet, that it will change, it can help change everything. And how has that impacted your life? So may we not only consume your words, oh, heavenly father, but live in the health they provide. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time.